In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we come back to our Bible meeting where we carry on from Noah and the ark. We said in the last time that it was a flood and Noah's ark stayed in the flood for 40 days. The rains were coming badly everywhere that everything, every living creature on earth drowned, died. Only those who were in the ark being saved. And we said that the ark was the symbol of the first ever church on earth. Now the ark stayed after that 150 days and we all know that Noah sent the raven which didn't come back and he sent a dove which came back first time without anything and then he sent after seven days the dove again where she came back with the olive branch and that was the first time that Noah realized that there is a, a, a land there is trees, there is something that the dove stood upon and brought for him that olive tree from. And that olive tree reminds us of the um, holy oil, the meron, where it is uh, a sign of the Holy Spirit. Well, he stayed another seven days and sent the dove where she didn't come back. And then it was the voice of the Lord to Noah to open the ark and to get out. The Bible tells us that then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnet offerings on the altar and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma then the Lord said in his heart I will never again Curse the ground of man's sake. The beautiful thing here that when Noah 
came out of the ark with all the other creatures, the animals, the birds, and all the living creature, he built an altar. And when he built an altar, the promise of the Lord came. So actually, it was a sign that the Lord gave man the rainbow as a sign in heaven that he would not curse the earth again. But the beautiful thing, that promise came after Noah built the altar. So the promise came from the altar. And we will follow that every man of God took it as a sign to make the worship of the Lord through the altar. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You shall be on every beast, bird, fish. I will give them all into your hand. As as if the Lord is making again the same promise he gave to Adam and Eve before they did fall. Be fruitful and multiply and I will give you authority in every living creature on earth. And then he gave them the rainbow the sign in heaven which we still see up till now because the promise of the Lord would never be taken back. Anyway, Noah had three children, Sam, Sham, and Yafuth. And there is a test here, a trial. Noah had a little bit of a drink and he was drunk. And then Japheth went and saw his father's private parts, saw the nakedness of his father. And unfortunately, he did not cover his eyes. He went and told his brothers, Sam and Yafeth, 
and they completely took a different action. They covered themselves with a garment and they went with their back to their father. And when they reached to him, they covered him. And here we come to a sin that we all suffer from, looking at evil, looking at what we shouldn't look at, our desires and lustful thoughts. When it comes to us and we accept them and we act on them and we actually go after discovering more and more and more and as we see we sin and we sin again and we continue and we can't control ourselves but the Lord here is giving us the key don't look don't try to explore what is not allowed don't say in yourself I will only look it would not stop at looking it will actually carry on to drag you to think more, to accept it and to act on it and to go and look for more and more and then you probably will fall in the same act. Let us, let us learn the lesson. Eve looked at the tree fruit and she found it good to look at and desirable to eat. And she did. And the Spirit of the Lord said, Don't. Don't touch it. And you should not look at it. Well, this commandment gave Adam and Eve the freedom to choose and gave the same to Sham where he didn't actually respect it and looked at the nakedness of his father where Sam and the Aphis respected God's commandments and God's honor to our bodies and our private parts. When Adam and Eve sinned, they have hidden themselves from the Lord. And when the Lord asked them, 
Why have you hidden yourself? And they said, It is because we are naked. And then the, the Lord asked, Who told you that you are naked? Did you eat from the tree I told you not to eat from? And then everyone started to blame the other, other people. Adam, the woman you gave me. Eve, the snake you created. As a matter of fact, let us, let us learn our lesson in purity of mind and heart. It all starts when we don't look, when we respect God's commandments, when we have the pure of heart and mind. We will have temptations, of course, you will find the chance to look and to accept and to do. But if you want to keep your purity and to respect God's commandments, we need not to look. Probably the first look is not a wrong is not a sin because you didn't know what are you looking at but of course the second look and the third look and if you continue to look and if you search to look definitely you are in the slide and you are completing the sin Let us not have the desire to explore evil, escape from evil. The best thing about temptations is to escape, escape for your life. And when you escape, escape as soon as possible and escape by saying Jesus prayer for example which will distract your attention and bring you back before the living God to live in his presence Well, I wanted to tell you Sam and Yafeth were blessed by the Lord, but for Sham, the Bible tells us, so Noah awake from his wine and the new 
what his younger son done had done to him then he said cursed be canaan because sham was the father of canaan a servant of servants he shall be to his brothers and as well he blessed be the lord the god of sham and may canaan be his servant may god enlarge jafus as well as sam and make canaan to be their servant well for every sin there is a consequence of course if we have the intention to repent god will forgive us and even take away the curse from us one of the things i have noticed that nineveh was one of the descendants of sham and not only nineveh and sodom and gomorrah too i wanted to tell to all parents what our lord did say for them i sanctify myself so that they will be sanctified in the truth you wanted your children to be sanctified sanctify yourself so that they will be sanctified in the truth the key for your children to be sanctified and to be saints is you to sanctify yourself then we go forward now the whole earth had one language and the one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of shinar and they dwelt there then they said to one another come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly they had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar and they said come let us build ourselves a city 
and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. They wanted to build a tower up to heaven to what? For what? To make a name for ourselves. And this is another sin, another sin we all are exposed to it when we wanted to make name for ourselves then we forget the Lord look what the Lord have done to them the Lord came down and confused them he made them not be able to communicate not to be able to understand each other and they were accordingly not able to continue in building this tower and they were all scattered all over the earth Probably it is from there the whole languages of the old earth had started. We look here at the point of they wanted to make a name for themselves when the commandments of the Lord deny self carry your cross and follow me if you deny yourself the Lord will make your name the Lord will glorify you but if you want to glorify yourself you will lose it as those who wanted to build that tower. This is the confusion and this is the lesson we learn. Then we come to another character in the Bible which is Abraham. It says now the Lord had said to Abraham get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be blessing you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you 
and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. These blessings happened because of what? The Lord is asking him to leave his land, everything he has, to leave it and come out and follow the Lord. Probably any one of us would have asked the Lord, where are you taking me to? Abraham didn't ask. didn't ask any question, he just obeyed. And this is the blessing of obedience. You obey, you will have a great reward. The Bible tells us When then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord. When he came out, the Lord promised another thing. I will not only give this land to you, but to you and your descendants. I will bless your children. And the Bible tells us that Abraham, when he came out with great faith, the Lord blessed him and Abraham built an altar. Again, we find that everywhere Abraham goes to, he built an altar. The altar is the place where we meet God. It's the place where God is dwelling. It's the place where we live in that presence of God. And the altar is the core of any church. We will come to that later. But anyway, and and there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and on on the east 
there he built an altar to the Lord. So he built another altar. As he goes, he does two things. Take his tent with him and build an altar. His tent means he is a stranger. And the altar means living in the presence of God. These two things will keep us living in the Lord, the altar, and always to live as stranger. Then the Lord, the Bible tells us, now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. Here, there is another problem. After the Lord blessed him and took him and told him, I will give you this land for you and your descendants, the Lord wanted to test Abraham, allow the famine to happen. I was expecting Abraham to say to the Lord, what should I do? I followed you from Egypt. I followed you from Canaan. And I wanted you to direct my life. But actually the Bible tells us that he didn't ask the Lord. He found the famine. Fear came into his heart and he went down to Egypt, which means it is whenever we turn away from God, we go down. Whenever we lose our direction, we go down. I remember the three Magi kept following the star for long time, years, till they arrived to Jerusalem. And when they arrived there, they said, we go and ask Herod, the king. The star disappeared till they came out from Herod's palace. The star came back again and they kept following the star. 
and learn the lessons. You follow God and you follow His commandments and in whatever situation we are in we follow God above all. Even the Bible tells us obey your parents in the Lord. If your parents even ask you to do something against the Lord, obey the Lord first. Obey in the Lord. Anyway, He went down to Egypt and the Bible tells us before he arrives to Egypt he looked at Sarai and told her indeed I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say, you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake. and that I may live because of you. Of course, every wrong step will lead to another wrong step. Fear came into him. He went down to Egypt, escaped from the famine, didn't ask the Lord, and now he is asking his wife to say I am his sister can you imagine can you accept your husband to tell you so how would you look at him how did Sarai look at Abraham at that time but here, Abraham, because of the fear, he is in confusion to what to do. On the other hand, Sarai at that time obeyed her husband, did not argue with him. Why? Because she believed that the Lord can rescue her, will protect her. And that's exactly what happened. The Bible tells us, so it was 
when Abraham came into Egypt, that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful, the princess of Pharaoh also saw her and commanded her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abraham well for her sake, exactly as Abraham expected. Pharaoh treated Abraham well because of her sake. But what Pharaoh did give Abraham instead of Sarah. He had sheep, oxen, male donkey, male and female servants, female donkeys and the camels. Can you imagine? And Abraham took all of that and did not have the courage to say, I was wrong, she is my wife, you can't have her. What, what do you think about Abraham in this very weak time? Abraham lost a lot of faith, lost a lot of courage, lost a lot of even the love to his own wife because of himself. This is severe selfishness. But anyway, because of the face of Sarai at that time, God interfered. The Bible tells us, but the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai to the extent that Pharaoh called Abraham and said to him, What is this you have done to me? I could have lost my life. Why didn't you tell me that she is your wife? And then Pharaoh told his servants to take them and send them away. He was kicked out of Egypt because God didn't want him to be there. And Abraham learned a great lesson. And we all need to learn this lesson. Abraham was wrong and been weakened. 
Would God leave him? Would God treat him as he has done? Never. Only for one reason, because God loves Abraham. And God, in his pre-knowledge, knows that Abraham would come back to him and will repent, a great repentance. Abraham was really ashamed, but was grateful to God who protected Sarai. Well, this is one of the benefits that we all experience in our marriages, in our relationship to each other, that we need to support each other. When one is weak, the other will strengthen him by his faith. Here, Sarai's faith in God's protection saved her and her husband, Abraham. Let us all help each other. And probably that is why the Lord have sent the disciples two by two, so that they can support and strengthen each other. And that is what we need in our marriages. We have weaknesses. No one is fallible. We all do mistakes. Should we help each other or should we criticize each other? and as well have great fights, upsets, and we take it further. Please, learn from that. When your partner do a mistake, help him, help her, so that the Lord will have compassion upon all of us and bring us back to him. And this gives us as well that we are equal. Any of us is prone to mistakes. No one is greater than the other. This famine actually clicks to, in my mind, to what we are facing nowadays for the coronavirus. Please, we are not escaping anywhere. But 
we are praying, asking for God's guidance, following the guidance of the governments and the health safety. But above all, we believe that God will protect us and help us and save us. There is no need to panic. But please, the righteous lives by faith. Yes, there are losses everywhere, but we trust in our Lord to help us all and save the whole world. I love the word built an altar and always feeling stranger. There are prayers from everywhere. We all pray day and night for the Lord. And our homes are small churches that we offer our hearts as a sacrifice for the Lord to accept our prayers. Probably one of the greatest benefits of this hard time that we all feel strangers in this world and we feel that we belong not to earth but to our real home in heaven with our Lord. And we need as well to repent wholeheartedly and to listen to God's voice in our lives. Please don't move without asking the Lord. Don't make decisions without asking the Lord. Don't follow the advice of the others without asking the Lord. May our Lord reveal himself for every one of us and let us hear his voice. You will hear his voice for sure. As he said, my sheep will hear my voice. and will know me and follow me. You wanted to hear God's voice? Repent. Have a pure heart. Have a real relationship with him. And I wanted every one of us 
to say to the Lord, speak, Lord, I am listening. If you are not listening, you will not hear it. Pray and have the intention when you hear his voice, you follow it. No matter what, you will follow his voice. I remember one of the things that we all experienced at the end of our great, blessed and the Holy Pope Shenouda III's life. People were anxious about making the lot to choose a new patriarch. And he was in his lecture at the end of his life saying, well, it happened in the early church when they were choosing Matthias the apostle they, they made a lot and the Lord have chosen him instead of Judas but the great thing while his holiness was talking to people a dove came understood on the table inside the cathedral he was talking from and everyone clapped and they took a sign from the Lord that the Lord agrees well It was it was in not exactly at the end of his life, but it was in twenty oh nine. But anyway, the Lord gives a sign, talks to us. And we need to listen to his voice. He can talk to you through the others. He can talk to you in your conscious. He can talk to you through the Bible. He can talk to you through a sermon. You are listening to let us in this whole dilemma seek God's voice and directions to our lives so that we wouldn't get into more trouble. Um, I think we should stop here to continue next time but if you have any questions please 
add to the comments and we can answer it now. Thank you. God bless all of you. We are going to carry on uh, in this Bible meeting every Friday at 8 o'clock and as well we will see you on Sunday at 8 o'clock as well for the Gospel of, t of the Day. If anyone has got question, please write it for us. Okay. Let us now close our meeting with the Kyria Lyson. Thank you very much. Let us all stand up and scream to the Lord from our hearts. Please, people in Egypt, pray three days, fasted three days, and said this Kyrialison and the mountain of Mokattam has moved. At least we are now fasting for 55 days and repeating the same Kyrialison. I'm sure God will be glorified much more than even moving the Mokattam mountain. We do our best and God will do the rest. Thank you very much. God bless you all. And I wanted to assure every one of you, His Grace Bishop Masail is praying for every one of us and all the priests and I am sure every one of you is praying too. Let us pray for each other. Amen. Thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hear us, O Lord, when we say from all our hearts, from the depths of our hearts. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. 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 
Kriyalaison, 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 Kudus, 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 O Master and Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, bless us all. Help us, O Lord, protect us. Save us and save the whole world, O Lord, and be glorified in every person, in every home, in every place, in every city. O Lord, we trust in you and believe you. We ask you, O Lord, to extend your almighty hands and put it upon the head of everyone in this whole world to bless us all and save us all and hear us, O Lord, when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive to those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. Amen.